Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, welcome into Sports Talk, this abbreviated Tuesday edition of Sports Talk here on WWL, AMFM.com, and always free on the Odyssey app, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. I'm Christian Garrick. Coming up today, we're going to be on for 90 minutes. LSU takes on North Carolina Central at the PMAC, game time 6 p.m. So we're on a shortened uh, edition of Sports Talk, and we want to spend a greater portion of the 90 minutes talking about the uh, college football legend that passed away today, Mike Leach, Mississippi State uh, Bulldogs head football coach, dying at the age of 61 years old after an apparent heart attack that uh, took his life late last night. And Mike Leach, uh, college football fans, I don't need to sit here and explain to you what this guy meant to college football, but for those that might not be familiar, the air raid offense, him and Hal Mummy were the architects of the air raid. This is a guy that didn't play college football, played rugby. Has a law degree, has I, Mike and Bobby. I think probably could have been successful at anything he did, and probably knew more about football than he led us on to believe. Well, you like history, and uh, obviously uh, pirates. Uh, when you think about it, uh, Christian, and I think I'm into pirates, but I, I was a, a, an amateur compared to Mike Leach. You know, I have like a small libra- library about like thirty some books on pirates. I think he had like that times four. Uh, I mean, well over a hundred. So he was uh, eccentric, uh, but but just unbelievable guy. That you know what he'd be the kind of guy whether it was on or off the field, or whether he's a, you want to hang out with. Yeah, sit down. And you know, you want to be in Key West and um, you know talk about about talk about Ernest Hemingway or, or something, or just about treasure and all, and, and live in the fantasy world. A uh, personality is similar to yours in the sense that you're always on a conquest conquest to learn. He was always on a conquest to learn. Right, right. Info, info, info. Info, even comparing, like when Charlie was just playing, (laughs) like uh, when he was in the Pac-12 at Washington State with the Cougars, and he's basically saying, I think we we up there, we got the baddest uh, mascot. Then he starts comparing to like Oregon Duck, look at Stanford, they got the state tree in California. Uh, We chopped that down. And then he started talking about the Utah Utes, you know, the Indian, uh, you know, that being uh, a tribe. He goes, well, it depends if they have a bow and arrow. And stuff, you know, who you find. So it was amazing how uh, he'd break down, down things, especially like even USC. He goes, now, is this a Trojan on foot or is he on horseback? Does he have a sword or, or what is he fighting with? So he, he could talk about a number of different things. And, um, you know, what I think was like unbelievable, like to get the recognition that he deserved. Obviously, uh, he always had the interesting sound bites. But to have success and put these schools on the map, now, you have to think about it. Look at the zip codes. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Lubbock, Texas. 
Then you got to think Pullman, Washington. Ever been to Pullman, Washington? It's the middle of nowhere in eastern Washington. It's not like University of Washington, Seattle. So you got Lubbock, Pullman. Then you got Stark Vegas, Starkville. And, and, and look, uh, look how much uh, Mississippi State embraced them. We all remember uh, LSU's high on the hog. And uh, Coach O, they all coming back for that national championship. Got humbled. What? What? But Costello? What they threw for like 625 yards? You know, he's not 500. I was like, oh, this is unbelievable. You know, he was a part of seven 600-yard passing games? Seven. And, Mike, one of that, the things surprising, in today's yeah. day and age where these play callers have these uh, game plans that are the size of Shoney's menus. Well, yeah, like a he big had a little index. piece of paper, a little was, index, yeah, it, index like card. Like a big index card. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> I got to meet Mike three or four times, so. I can tell some of those stories later. But how I really got to know Mike was through Sonny Dykes. Um, Who's that TCU? Look look at that, Mike. And now he's in the playoffs. Okay, because, you know, Sonny and I have known one another pretty well uh, for a number of years. And, you know, his dad, Spike, was big-time coach, high school ranks in Texas and at Texas Tech. And Sonny would tell me all these Mike Leach stories. And he's like, Mike is so simplistic what he wanted to do. And he made it easy uh, for you to understand what he wanted to do offensively. We were running this a lot of the same plays, a little bit different formations. And so he said what he wanted to see was how defensive backs reacted. And he said one of the things he did really well, back then it was the West Coast offense, which he said was a lot of dink and dunk, throw to the sidelines, yeah, throw yeah. to the back, throw to the like tight Like a end. long handoff, yeah. But he said what Mike came up with – Crossing patterns over the middle. Okay, you take your receivers and you crisscross them. Okay, you got him or you uh, – am I supposed to catch – he wanted to confuse you. If you watched that LSU opening game 2020, what did Mississippi State do? Crisscross, crisscross, That guy's crisscross. wide open. And guys, and I mean, they were high school open. So what's – I'll never forget, I'm sitting in the studios at Channel 4 because we're doing post-game coverage – and I'm, t- I'm thinking, man, this is exactly what Sonny Dykes told me when Sonny started his head coaching career at Louisiana Tech. Sonny says, you know, nobody will ever run the air raid like Leach did. But he said a lot of my concepts of what I ran here and where he was, he was at Cal and then he was at SMU and TCU. He said a lot of the same concepts were Leach-type concepts and trying to catch you with confusion running patterns across one another. And he said nobody could draw it up like Mike, but the plays were simplistic, but it was out of a different formation. So you thought it was a different play. And, man, his tree. He only had 20 plays. He admitted it as such. Well, but, but that's but, why. But, but it's but, coming hey, out of hey, maybe 50, yeah, 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 yeah. 50 that, different deals. But that's why the air raid will never work in the NFL. No. The NFL defenses are too good. And uh, the closest thing would be, obviously, with the Cardinals. Oh, we call him Murray and um, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury Who played under yeah. Mike Leach. Who was yeah, a protege? Yeah. Right, right. But that, that ultimately kind of flashes you see here and there. But ultimately, I don't. That won't win a championship in the NFL. Now, I might be wrong, but I would bet that I'm not wrong. There were some concepts of that yeah, that yeah, is yeah, used, but, but not by purely. It, purely. And uh, I was doing some shows this morning, and it was like, give me a comp. Offensively, I couldn't think of another comp, but I could think of a defensive comp because when you look at what Mike did and how early he did it, 
I watch high school football today. Ninety percent of the teams throw a wide, four wide receiver sets. They running across the field. They doing they mean, crossing patterns. They catching this, catching that. Okay, it's similar. It has some air raid concepts. College football. A lot of those guys. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, where where he, that's where he kind of uh, chewed it. The, the, the Heisman bit. quarterbacks. He's uh, but, <laughs> but you know, that's and what, in the NFL, yeah. Sean McVay admitted that some concepts of what he put in with the Rams have some origin in the air raid. Uh, and even before that, I'm telling you right now, they still have NFL plays when June Jones and like Miles Hunt all brought from the run and shoot. Sure. Now it's that nothing's pure. Nope. You know, like uh, June Jones, he wanted it to be pure. I go, I, I don't. But you changed that. In. Yeah, I, I, I told June Jones, but well, they know we're going to throw all the time. Why don't we just get in the shotgun? You know, because you that half roll, the defensive ends are too good. They're in your face, and actually you drift a little bit with the protection. But all that, the run and shoot, uh, the air raid. No, in the NFL, everybody steals from everybody, but nothing's pure. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah, you go like, at well, the highest this, level. This is a good scheme. Let's take this. Let's take this but part. Yeah. When we come back after the break, I'll give you the comp for Mike Leach, and you played for him. Bobby Hebert, Mike Dettelier, Christian Garrick. Remember Mike Leach. Mississippi State head football coach dead at the age of 61. Give us your favorite Mike Leach moment. 504-260-1870. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Mike Leach, one of one. There ain't too many. There's nobody like that guy passing away at the age of 61. Tim Brando joining us now. We all know Tim Brando, Fox Sports commentator. And Tim, I'm sure you have some great stories and interactions with uh, Mike Leach. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the first time I met uh, Mike, he was the uh, offensive coordinator with Hal Mummy at Kentucky with uh, Tim Couch in 1997, 98, I believe, with the two years I was yeah. doing. Yeah. Matter of fact, I did, the, I did the great game that Peyton Manning <laughs> and Tim Couch had against each other, Peyton's next to last game. I did that one. And then in, uh, I did uh, Peyton's last game at, in Knoxville. The next day, the next week against Vanderbilt was really wild because in Kentucky, uh, Peyton had to literally outscore Couch because, you know, Kentucky's offense was just wild. I mean, wild, what what they could score. And um, the next week, I think it only took like, they only scored like 14 points to beat Vanderbilt because Woody Woodnapper had a great defense the next week. uh, And and Tennessee uh, was fortunate to win. But, you know, the, the, the thing about Mike Leach and, and knowing him that far back and then watching him go through what he went through as a head coach at Texas Tech and the travails, uh, after that he was out of coaching. Many thought it might be coaching exile for a while because he had sued uh, Texas Tech over a brouhaha that uh, it came about uh, and it was written about in the book uh, Swing the Sword by Bruce Feldman. Yeah, with Craig James, yeah. Oh, Craig James His thing, son, yeah. yeah. And he was out doing radio for Sirius XM out uh, in Key West, 
And it was his personality was such he just knew at some point a guy, an athletic director, was going to take another shot on it, shot at him. And uh, Bill Moose at Washington State did. And he turned the Washington State program around so quickly, uh, you know, made it an 11 win team, became national coach of the year. <clears throat> and, um, and then ultimately, I was really happy to see him get an SEC job, you know, to get to Mississippi State. Uh, these last three years, I, I think it's a shame that we lost him this soon. I think there are so, so many more things that he could have probably accomplished in the time he had left uh, at Mississippi State. Uh, Sixty-one is way, way too, too young uh, to pass. That's five years my junior. I'll be sixty-seven in February, and I. Uh, so I think our mortality, I think it affects us all in different ways as we get older, but. But the thing I will say about Mike that that sets him apart and why you're seeing the reaction you're seeing from everyone today is that he was his he was an original. He was authentic. Uh, You know that we throw that word out a lot, you know, authenticity. And you very often wonder in coaching how many how many guys are there that are that authentic. And Mike truly, truly was that authentic. And that little blurb that you ran that uh, he had with the sideline reporter, Alyssa Lang, after a game in the SEC Network, uh, he listened to what other people said. You know, he wasn't like he was just, uh, you know, most coaches would be, okay, what do you got? Okay, I'm not right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, with him, if the young lady's taking time to talk to him, he's actually going to listen to her. And and he says, you know, I I go to this place, uh, the dollar store to pick that up. And then he reminded her, yeah, by the way, I do go to the dollar store, you know, <laughs> and, that, and that and that made him so, um, uh, so uh, beloved by 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 fans everywhere where he where he coached. I mean, I I've spent a lot of time in places like Lubbock, Texas, Pullman, Washington and Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, and, and those three schools are very, very difficult places to win. And he won big at those places. And not many coaches. That's why, uh, Mike, you'll appreciate this as a someone that has followed football coaching for many, many years. You'll appreciate my point. I will never anoint. I may say that Nick Saban is the most is, – is, is, is without question the greatest of all time at winning championships in college football. Uh, but, but to say someone is, is the greatest – when you don't know how he would do someplace else. Yep. See, that makes it different to me. Yep. When you look at a guy like Mike Leach that coached at those three places where at every stop they he was taking programs on that really did not have the the infrastructure or the history or the tradition, the Blue Blood alumni base, uh, and yet turn it around and win as quickly as he could. I'm not sure that you know, the think about the greatest of all time, okay, whether it was Bear Bryant or if it was uh, – no no matter the generation, Joe Paterno. Think Newt Rockney. <laughs> Newt Rockney, yeah. all of them. You guys think about that. I don't. If you had put them in places like Manhattan, Kansas, Lubbock, Texas, uh, Pullman, Washington, or Starkville, Mississippi, I'm not sure they would have won. No, I, I agree you with you, Timmy. I agree with you. Yeah. Tim, the courtesies thing, um, we met up in the summer. And uh, first time we met, 
He didn't recognize me, but I opened my mouth and I started talking to someone else. And he yeah. walked up to me and he was like, Detilier? I said, yes, sir. I said, how are you, coach? He said, I wouldn't have recognized you till you started talking. And he yeah. went on a 20-minute speech to me about Pete Jenkins. And he yeah. said, Mike, I'm going to tell you something. He said, man, I'm glad he's doing that camp down in your neck of the woods. And what he's got going there, five, six, seven hundred people there every year. And he, I told him, I said, well, how well do you know Pete? He said, you want me to be honest? I said, yeah. He says, I've never met him. <laughs> he said, in all these years. And he said, Mike, he's the greatest defensive line coach ever in college football. Look all the places yeah. he's coached. And you know what, almost 50 All-Americans, All-SEC players, all this. He said, but I'll pass. I've never really crossed that I've got a chance yeah. to talk to him. And then he brings up, he says, uh, you're doing that show with Bear, right? I said, yeah. He's, I tell him, y'all have one thing in common. Uh, he's like, what's that? I said, y'all both love pirates. He said, well, where do you exactly live? So I explained to him, and he said, how far is that from home of Louisiana? I said, oh, not very far, about 15 minutes. He said, how, how many times have you been to South Down Plantation? I said, oh, for different functions here and that, probably at least two, maybe three dozen times. He said, you know who used to own it? I said, yeah, Jim Bowie. I said, the track of land that I am on today and where I grew up earlier in life, Jim Bowie had it. He had the Bowie knife. And and he <laughs> traded it off for land in San Antonio. He said, well, the Mexicans yeah. didn't like that too well. I was like, no, I, I get it. But he knew as much about Southdown as I did. And yeah. that was amazing to me how much he knew about Jim Bowie and Southdown Plantation in that area. But he flipped the script on me. He started interviewing me about it. Well, he and he had a great well. He and and you know what, Tim? Like, like here we are in Louisiana. You know, you look at like uh, I'm I'm like an amateur in pirates compared to him. Like I have thirty some books. He has got over a hundred plus. And he yeah. and, and he probably even though we're from this area in New Orleans, he knows more about Jean Lafitte than all of us combined. <laughs> you know, when you think yeah, about everything uh, you get his hands the, on. The, 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 from a historical standpoint and, and everything uh, that he looked at. But uh, Tim, what I look at, and I look who's innovative uh, with offenses. You look how Mummy, and then you look at Mike Leach, and, and I kind of look at it. And I, I feel fortunate I was even part of this because I think you could still see in the NFL. See, the pure air raid is not going to work in the NFL. The NFL defenses are too good. Uh, you know, it's a cat and mouse game. But they'll steal plays. Very similar to the run and shoot. You know, I look like Miles Davis and June Jones. I can remember, mm. uh, you know, learning to run and shoot. Like I said, man, I, I, you know, I'd learn like a handful of different offenses. That's why I'm still freaked out over Baker Mayfield, that performance he had in 48 <laughs> hours. Unreal. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's like learning a new language. I mean, better be lucky than good, whatever. But he's just winging it and going out there. But the point being is that when you look at like, if you all of a sudden you come out of nowhere and the NFL, you know, they're stealing plays from you because of the concepts. And uh, that's why I think the Cardinals, uh, Kingsbury, they, they're too pure sometimes. I don't know if it'll work, even though you, you got a uh, collar, you know, uh, look at their quarterback. Now he's hurt. He's out. Yeah. B- but when you look at the concepts, you see each team, this, oh, well, let, let, let's steal a little bit of this or that. That's what I really appreciate with great offensive minds like a Mike Leach, Hal Mummy, and all that, June Jones, is that even though it might be two or three decades later, you still see teams utilizing the same concepts. 
Yeah, and and I think because of Mike's um, incredible character and disarming personality, I think a lot of times uh, in in today's day of remembrance, we we mischaracterize really how brilliant. Yeah, you know, football mind he really really was, right. and for him it was all about creating space through the passing game. And I'll, I'll never forget this. I was still a a pretty hung man. Let's see, in ninety. 97, I was uh, 41 years old. So this is some time back. This is almost a quarter century ago. And and I go to their practice, and it's he and Mummy together with Couch. <laughs> and and it was an hour. Practice lasted an hour. All right? That was it. And it was the fastest practice I've ever seen in my life. Sorry, I mean, I fast. I've never seen more done, more accomplished in a less amount of time than those guys had. And then when it was over, we went back into the, uh, uh, into the locker area and where we could meet with the coaches and Dave Rowe, radio Rowe was with me. We were doing those SEC games on Jefferson pilot at the time. And I, and I said, man, that was quick. So do you really only go? Dave was like, is that, is that as long as you go? He says, yeah, yeah, that's the players. We don't need to, we want them to be well rested, ready to go and fast and furious. And that's what we do tomorrow. And, yeah, and he says, "Well, what do we do? What are you going to do next?" He says, "Well, we're going to we're going to go have a drink. You guys want to join us?" <laughs> it was like, and and then we just started uh, sharing conversation about all different kinds of things, and and uh, uh, Hal left a little bit before um, before Mike did, and and Mike liked a cocktail. He enjoyed having a drink, and. His his conversations and diatribes and his knowledge, his vast knowledge of um, not just you guys were talking about pirates, but his knowledge of just about anything that you want to distinguish, you know, history, geography, it was all there. That Tim, was, he wrote a book about Geronimo. Yeah, he, I mean, he did. And, and, and when you think about the, the, the book on Geronimo, that just kind of took over his life for a yeah. period of time. Right. Bob Lippy helped him with that. And you couldn't talk to him for more than back about 2013 or 14 when he had gotten to uh, Washington State without him wanting to talk to you about that. And I'll never forget, he was at a party, a huge party in uh, Pullman, sort of introducing him to the university. And someone asked him about uh, the place that he really enjoyed spending the most time and could he describe uh, his own version of Nirvana just in terms of where he liked to spend time. Hmm. And he began describing, you'll probably find it or hear it somewhere in the next <laughs> um, you know day or two, all these things that are on social media now. He was describing going to the Floribama to get a book, a yeah, bushwhacker, sure which by the way, <laughs> uh, Nirvana for me has been for a very long time. First it was Fort Walton Destin, then it became uh, Orange Beach, and without question, Joe Kilcrease's uh, place, God rest his soul. I bet he and uh, Mike are having a bushwhacker right about now <laughs> up in heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because because I, I I bought Mike a bushwhacker once while we, w- we were vacationing, and I ran into him by chance. And uh, Dana Holgerson, to this day, will spend uh, – uh, a lot of his vacation time uh, uh, there, you know, talking about the how the pure uh, the pure beach and the water and, and how great it was. But he 
he bought that place that he had um, in Key West because he felt like growing up where he did in Wyoming, I'll never forget having that conversation. He said, you know, I always wanted to see what was the end of the continental United States. And to him, the end of the continental United States had to be Key West. Right. You know, and so the history of all that, and I'm telling you, guys, he had a love of New Orleans, and you know, our state and surrounding area. I mean, he really did. Uh, but he was at home no matter where he was. He's kind of the point. Tim, and uh, I did countless interviews with him while he'd be walking in Pullman, Washington. And he went, one time he said to me, Tim, whenever you come here to do one of my games, you got to walk through the campus, which I did uh, the last time I did a game. And that was when Gardner Minshew lit up Oregon with uh, Herbert at quarterback for the Ducks in a game where uh, – College game day came that particular day to for the very first time to Pullman. It was a very big deal for that school, and and that was an 11 win team that he had there at uh, at Wazoo that year. He was national coach of the year. Tim Brando, Fox Sports commentator. Thank you so much, Tim. Tim, thank, thank you, man. You. Thank you, Timmy. All right, this is Sports Talk here on WWL. The late Mike Leach. Also, <laughs> we went along with Tim Brando, so we're a little short on time here. But pulling up an old tweet of Mike Leach, he says, "I don't know why men go to bars to meet women. Go to Target." The female-to-male ratio is 10 to 1, and they're already looking for things they don't need. Well, that's a lot of common sense there when you think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, we'll step away and come back. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. Back here on Sports Talk, Bobby, Mike, and Christian. We'll hand it off at 5.30 to the LSU Sports Radio Network, Tiger Hoops, taking on North Carolina Central from the PMAC 6 p.m. tip-off right here on WWL. Uh, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 5.04 Two six zero one eight seventy. The college football world in mourning over Mike Leach, Mississippi State Bulldogs head football coach, passing away last night at the age of sixty one. Uh, uh, an incredible football mind, Bobby. I don't know if he gets enough credit for his no, football uh, mind. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get enough credit uh, because uh, look, he's a dude, uh, a dude. I say you no, know, coach, a, a peer that you want to hang out with. You know, some coaches you want to flee. No, he'd be the damn <laughs> yeah. coach. He'd be the damn coach that you want to have a. You barbe- want to clink the glass. Uh, well, with. Yeah, clink the glass and go to a barbecue. No, uh, you don't want to hang out with him in the off season, and especially in Key West. His players sure. have said during quarterback meetings, it was more about Bigfoot than it was necessarily the plays. Sometimes, the yeah, play. because you know he knows how to, uh, to to you know they help you out when you're dealing with anxiety and pressure and all that. Like, yeah. hey, you get your mind Break off the things. ice a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, half hour to go here on Sports Talk on WWL. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. 
But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.